Welcome back to the Catching Up Podcast. I am your host, Connor Kaysen. I run a company here in Seattle called Find Me in Seattle. Every week, I'm joined with my co-host, Nick Hughes, who runs a company called Founders Live. Nick is currently traveling around the country, meeting with entrepreneurs and founders, running a series of local events to present new startups at all of those cities around the country. Today, we're talking about the Seattle startup U-Trip. And recently, or this company's been around for seven years. They've raised a couple million dollars. They've had a lot of success stories. The founder was named Young Entrepreneur of the Year in 2015, and they officially shut down a couple weeks ago, very unexpectedly, quickly, and there's a lot of learning lessons from this experience. So Nick and I are going to go back and forth about what we've learned from reading the story about Utrip. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you very much for watching us. We appreciate you deeply, and we'll see you soon. Nick, what's up? Good morning. Happy Friday. I feel like I'm actually on time this morning, uh, but it's episode 53. How are you doing today? Good. Yeah, nice to hear your voice, man. You're on time. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt bad last week. So when I, I woke up this morning, I was like, all right, I'm going to make sure I send you a text so you know that like I'm awake and aware that the show will be happening today. <laughs> nice. So what's going yeah, on? How's your week uh, been? Uh, it's going well. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Boston, um, enjoying things. Um, you know, last week, you know, we spoke last week and, you know, last week, it just really felt like a holiday week. It, you know, it was. And a lot of things were, you know, slower and just, you know, everyone kind of felt a little checked out. And it was my first week here. Um, so this week was really more like getting into the groove and the rhythm uh, I was able to connect with. Uh, my the Boston team I met with them yesterday for you know kind of the first time meeting with them in person which was awesome and uh, just you know you know saw a couple locations uh, went and checked out um, a possible new venue uh, that we're just considering uh, and then went to a little event last night and yeah it was fun fantastic man and and so are you in Boston for this whole month yeah yeah I'm here um, till, till the 31st of July. And then I head over to DC and then we have our, our DC event on the 8th. And, um, then I'll actually be back in Seattle for a couple weeks at the end of August. So mark your, mark your calendars. Excellent. Yeah, actually when you're here, I've been thinking about, uh, our, our YouTube or not our YouTube, our podcast thumbnail. Maybe we should think about redoing it. Cause right now it's like the, all you, uh, all you can do is dream mural that yeah. I know about, but maybe we should go and like take a photo of you and I and actually like make an official piece of artwork for the show. Since we've done 53 shows, I figure that we should probably uh, do it some justice, <laughs> uh, but I'll talk to you on, on another uh, private channel about doing that later. Nice. For sure, man. Um, yeah. What's, what's, uh, what's popping? Yeah. Uh, dude, it's been crazy. man. last night I was up until like two 30 and then I was back up at, at 6 30 this morning and uh the last couple of weeks have been busy for me because i've traveled on the weekends and usually like the weekends are time that like i really use to get ahead i usually spend either saturday or sunday morning kind of playing catch up and a lot of times the weekend is dedicated to my own personal social media so i schedule uh, a lot of my Instagram and Facebook posts. I edit any of the Find Me in Seattle YouTube channels because I'm working on clients for most of the week. 
And because I've been traveling, I just really haven't been able to work as much on some of my personal stuff. And honestly, I just felt like a little burnt out. Uh, I was speaking on a panel Mm -hmm. two days ago and, and someone in the audience asked about burnout and it was like a great moment actually for, for me to be like, I'm burnt out right now. Right. Like with social media (laughs) and the obligation, I shouldn't call it obligation. It's really a choice, but the choice to be posting every day and constantly staying active is just really hectic. Right. All the, the creator burnout that gets talked about is, is nothing to front about. And yeah, I've kind of been going through that where it's just like, it's a constant grind to always be putting new stuff out there. And I've been taking a ton of photos, uh, but actually I've, I've realized like my least favorite thing about social media, because I'm, I'm not a good writer is writing captions. I really struggle with writing all the captions. And so (laughs) like, I have all these photos edited and cropped, but I'm just too lazy to go like write the, five to 10 sentences that I need to do about the business. And that's really like put me behind. And so, yeah, I I spent, I had a late night, like scheduling a ton of posts to get caught up and kind of like get back in the groove. But I was also impressed. And maybe you have some experience with this. I've been trying to practice this idea. I can't remember who it was. And I might've heard it from Casey Neistat, but he said like, if you're feeling fear or you're nervous um, or you're, you're having some emotion that you're trying to cope with, Actually saying it out loud, a lot of times is one of the best ways to deal with it. I think that's why therapy and counseling is such a successful method to dealing with your issues, because it's sometimes the only in the first place that you've actually said some of these emotions out. And so for me, just to like be on a microphone in front of people and be like, I'm burnt out right now, right? Like I'm not Mm -hmm. like I'm tired and uh, I haven't been motivated about posting. It actually like made me leave. And I was like, oh, like once I said it, I didn't feel as bad about it anymore. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, all right, I can get back in the routine. And I actually kind of like curbed some of my burnout by just speaking it out loud. Um, and I know you do a lot of presentations. Have you ever like dealt with that and just like out loud said like, oh, I'm feeling nervous? I'm, you know, I don't know if I've said I'm feeling nervous, but I, I definitely agree with the, I mean, the the, the thought process and the point here is that just verbalizing it. Yeah. It, it helps you, you know, you identify it publicly saying it does take a weight off your shoulders because of like, and part of it is just like, Oh, what if they know that I'm burnt out or nervous? You know, it's like, just, you know, I, I think it's a mistake, especially when you're in front of like hundreds of people to, or thousands of people to be like, oh, I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I, I think by, you know, having a, a, a tactful way to like acknowledge like, Oh, there's a lot of people up here. You know? yes. like, what's going on, you know? And then that's kind of an obvious way of saying like, yeah, I'm a little intimidated, but you know, the moment you verbalize that, yeah, it really does like opens things up a little yeah, bit. And it, you don't necessarily have to like express it to everyone in front of you, but like if, even if you were backstage and you just said it out loud to yourself, like, Oh, I'm feeling nervous right now. Then your body can kind of like embrace that and cushion it a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got off a little tangent on that subject because I was thinking about it. But what the real subject is for this week is we want to talk about this announcement about the company U-Trip, which is a, uh, maybe a Seattle darling, but it's a company that uses like AI software to help people plan trips. And the founder, is it is it Gilad? Uh, Gilad. Gilad. Uh, 
Berenstein. Yeah. He went to UW. Uh, I believe he is an immigrant, and he was traveling around Europe, and he realized like there was just not a lot of good tools for helping him plan his trip. And so this company's operated for about seven years here in Seattle. They raised a couple million dollars over that course of the time, and they just like abruptly shut down um, back in, I believe, in May. And there's an article on GeekWire that has a very uh, pointed view from the perspective of a Gabriel Andrews who works for the Atlanta Airport District Convention and Visitors Bureau in Georgia. And they, right before they made this announcement shutting down, had just sent them a check for $10,000 because the founder had asked them to like re-sign up on their subscription and then they shut down the company. And so Nick, I know you actually have um, somewhat of a connection with the founder of the team here. And I'm just curious about when this all went down and this information came out, like how does this make you feel? Do you have any conclusions or assumptions about maybe what happened or lessons that we could learn from the situation? That's a good question. And uh, yeah, this hit my radar too. And it, um, you know, first and foremost, you know, this is, you know, we're not, we're not beating them around. And, you know, the, this is the, I think the, the general topic that we want to talk about today is more like, you know, how to view this and how to approach, you know, especially if you're listening and you're an early stage founder and you might be a lot earlier, how to like approach the problem so that you might not have this situation happen. But um, yeah, they, so Utrip pitched in, I think 2016 or 17, probably 2017, I believe Founders Live in Seattle. And, um, you know, definitely I was impressed with the team and the product. And, um, you know, I have, I have my own views on, you know, and actually this, the, the article does talk about how it's a difficult industry and it's a consumer app, you know, it's essentially a consumer facing product and not only is it, you know, consumer facing is challenging in itself, but then the travel industry is really, and dude, like there's been a number of travel apps that end up popping up through Founders Live. And I'm like, that's so difficult. Yeah. It's so difficult. And so, so you know, they, they were in a challenging, uh, challenging industry and uh, long story short, yeah, they just kind of hit, they hit the, the cliff and, the the story is that there was a it sounded like an acquisition that was at the 11th hour kind of like fell through and um but i think that the thoughts i have here is that it's a combination of when you know as a startup when you uh, approach raising money and actually realizing that you need to hit the pedal and go full steam and you essentially start to create a binary outcome. Uh, this is an example of the the negative outcome of that binary choice, and and that is um, a very difficult thing. And, and basically, you know, I don't I don't know the details. So I, I you know again I respect the team. It's sad to see something like this happen. You know, they went through TechStars in Seattle. They were a you know a promising company, um, but they basically you know were all in on raising money, fast growth, and then all in on this acquisition. And I'll tell you what, like, just like sales happens, like corporate sales, enterprise sales, sales on a local uh, level, you can't always count on that sale coming through. And 
you have to have a backup plan. Totally. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have to have a, you have to have a backup plan. And, you know, I think there's such pressure at, you know, in our industry to either like raise money. So like TechCrunch or GeekWire writes about you. So like you look like, you know, you're doing well and then, and then get the out, get the um, exit and the um, acquisition. Um, So, you know, positive things happen and liquidation and all that stuff. And, you know, like, I think it's very, it's very important to realize that there are other options, but if you sign up for a more uh, binary, essentially things are going to happen in one direction or another, and there is no middle ground, middle ground, meaning continue to grow, you know, lean and, 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 and maybe a little slower than normal, but, or maybe a little slower than others, but you actually have the options to continue to grow and operate your company. Um, if you're just looking at a binary outcome, it's probably going to end similar to UTIP because, you know, the, the acquisition, you know, those, those larger companies are looking at probably five different options and you have the one big enterprise company looking to acquire you. So, um, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. I I can go deeper on that, but I just want to like stop and get your thoughts. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And And that's really what I took away from this article, which I thought was an interesting point is it, it had been, it, it seemed to have been clear that the companies or the leadership's main goal was to get to acquisition. And they really took their eye off of the prize of like growing and getting new clients and growing the revenue. And so I'm not really sure how long that actually shifted. And, I, and the thing is with the current startup ecosystem that values raising money over all other things, I'm not surprised that that is the narrative. I'm sure that's the narrative in lots of companies that it's more important to raise the next round because that's pretty much the biggest PR boost that you can get right now, especially if you're worried about driving traffic to your site, like the easiest, not the easiest way, but uh, the most common way to get notarized in a lot of these publications is to go raise another round of funding. And so when that becomes the motivation, then the customers are really the biggest losers of this all because they're the ones not getting supported, not getting taken care of. And yeah, it was, it was very sad to see this article of how uh, this one specific customer in Atlanta uh, lost out in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, you know, I think it's just, um, just a combination of a lot of stuff and, you know, like, I, I I keep coming back to this com this conversation and this topic. It's um you know sure raising money and you know having investors and having operating capital. It's it's either nice or needed. Um, it's not necessarily required, and I think it's important that founders know that or just look at all the options out there. And you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'd rather build a company for 10 to 15 years on a really nice growth trajectory than sign up for this like intense binary, like total random, like raise money and you're just off to the races and you've minimized your options for the direction and the decisions you want to make in your company. And really it's, it's like all or nothing. Like, are you like, what, you know, like, why is it all or nothing? And that, that just doesn't, 
I don't know. I, I, I would, I would ask as a founder, I would ask you, what is the actual motivation here? What is the purpose of you actually creating and running this company? If it's just a sprint to an acquisition, a sprint to IPO, or, you know, I mean, like IPO is another story because it takes seven to 10 years and that actually is growing a significant company, but you know, to, to minimize your options. And if you're taking VC um, at any stage early or, you know, series A, B, C, you are signing up for a massive sprint and, and you are signing up for decisions that you were not going to be prepared to make. And I just, I think it's just a big caution. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying it's a big ass caution to really look at all your options before you sign up for that. Cause you just no going back, no going back. Yeah. Once you sign on the dotted line, uh, it, this is a bad term, but yeah, you're signing your soul to, to the devil and uh, yeah, you got to be allegiant to them and, and not your customers sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting situation. And so I know you, you ex- just because of the relationships you have, you've seen a lot of companies kind of grow and have to shut down. What, what do you think is the obligation of a founder to communicate in the right way with the employees? Uh, right. And I mean, all of the stakeholders dude, involved. Dude, this is such a, uh, such a crazy, interesting question because, you know, first of all, my, my perspective is, I mean, you, you lead how you want to lead, but my perspective is you, you got to treat people the right way and have honesty and transparency. But the problem is this, and, and I, I'm like, the the weird crazy issue that founders that are CEOs so essentially the leadership team but that leader and that CEO here's the problem like you see you see the um the issues up ahead before anyone else does but what like the moment you let out that we are going to hit turbulence the moment you say that you will lose confidence from your employees and they will probably start looking for a job. And, and that sucks because then you're basically like, well, shit, do I tell them with like three months left, we have 90 days, it's not looking good. I believe that we can actually make it, but just letting you know the percentage chance is low. So we're gonna all work hard, but I'm giving you a three month or you know, 60 day heads up that we are coming to, there is an end, you know, <laughs> the cliff is up there. We got to extend it, but the cliff is yeah. up there. The moment you say that, you let it out of the bag, you might not even get enough effort from your team to actually get the next phase, whether that's the big customer, the like, you know, the closing of a deal with an investor that extends the runway. So then the choice is then don't say anything. And this is tends to be what happens. And then the moment you have, literally this happens where the moment you can't even make payroll, you then tell your employees, hey, we're actually done. And that's really bad. Like that is not great leadership. And and that is like horrible when you, the, the people that have given you, uh, you know, probably 60, 80 hours a week of work for years and you just tell them, hey, uh, we actually can't make payroll now and, and we're done, you're fired or you're, you're let go. Um, that's horrible. And so that's the decision that most of these CEOs that are leading these early stage companies make though, because they feel like they're pigeonholed into, if I let it out of the bag early, people are just going to peace out and go get another job anyway. So I got to get the most out of them so we can stretch the possibility of us actually making that next 
you know, and, and so um, I personally believe, you know, you gotta be as upfront and open as possible, but respecting, like knowing that you got to get the work done from people. And, you know, in the end, I think a good leader is actually, um, you know, being able to say uh, before it gets too difficult, you know, just to be honest, you know, we are hitting this like cliff and I think it's probably best that you look for, you know, maybe we have another two to four weeks here, but you probably want to look for another job, you know, just like biting the bullet and being honest because you're dealing with people's lives here. I mean, literally their incomes and their lives. Uh, So it's a very difficult decision though. Yeah. It's extremely difficult. And, and, and I haven't been in this position where, I was in a leadership position. I had to lay people off for this reason. So I can't necessarily speak on it, but I have been kind of on the other side where money has been tight. And I know you have as well. And I, I feel like I've been lucky to at least be in the, the camp to have the knowledge of like, Ooh, this isn't going very well. And my paycheck might not, there might not be work coming in the following weeks. Um, and I was very lucky that, uh, when those things did happen, I got paid, you know, for the work I'd already done. I think that was important. I, I thought it was interesting. None of the information out about, and maybe it'll come out because it's still somewhat new information. It'll come out about like how the employees were treated or were these people given their, I mean, they probably weren't given a refund um, because the investors are probably going to get their money first. But yeah, I, I'm curious how the employees were let go. Did they, did they get some type of severance or did uh, they kind of get cold cut off cold Turkey? Because it made the article makes it sound like you trip. They weren't necessarily out of money, but they realized like that they weren't going to survive. And so it was like, all right, let's just abandon ship and see how much we can save, sell off the assets and see how much we can get back to the people who, who gave us money. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know the details. And, you know, again, I, you know, I, this is not at all like I don't want to come down on them because we'll, what we don't know. Yeah, there's a lot we, we don't there's know. There's really a lot, a lot. But um, yeah, in the end, I think it's important. Like, you know, when you when you are responsible for leading a team and and you know people's lives and income and livelihood, they're supporting families, kids possibly. Um, you you they deserve your respect. They deserve the respect of you know really hitting that that you you need to give them the warning sign like and the warning sign needs to be with a certain amount of time so they can make their own decisions and you know how about this if you are a quality leader and you've been doing the right things for a long time the team that will probably stick with you right like that's the key lesson here lead the correct way from the beginning so that when you come to the table and say hey team i know it's been a great ride and also well, here's where we're at. It's tough right now, but I'm asking you to do one of two things. If you want to stick around and help and make this actually happen, then I'll appreciate that. But if you also take this as a warning sign and you need to go find something else, then go do that as well. But you'll have the respect of your team. They will follow you probably even into that fire because you've gained that respect over time. But if you haven't, they're not going to, you know, they're going to be like, I'm out, you know, like I can't follow this team anymore and this person because they're going to lead me into a hole. So um, I think it's important to establish that 
strong leadership and trust very early so that when these things happen, you can actually be honest with your team and they probably will stick with you and not run at the moment's notice. Yeah, that's a really good point because all, all of our journeys are going to continue after this. So you also need to think about what's going to be your reputation in five to 10 years after this happens. And those, yeah, it's one thing. Yeah, I know you have the investors, you have customers, but the employees are also going to go out and, and spread the word. And hopefully you kind of did the right thing. So, so they speak better about the situation than worse. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's, that's yeah, wild. That's... It, it, I wish that there were more stories coming out uh, just about failure in general. Right. I, I, it was refreshing to me just to see the article. And even though there, there was some negativity to it, it's just nice to see that, you know, someone that got the, this founder, he was the young entrepreneur of the year in 2015 at the geek wire awards raised all this money. He, you know, he was applauded a ton and, and right. Kind of went down in a hard way, uh, which he'll learn from and it'll be all good. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure he's going to turn it around and, and he'll come out better for this. Uh, but I do appreciate seeing these stories because I think they don't get written about enough. We're constantly always seeing like success, 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 success. But uh, a lot of people, most people are actually failing when they're starting their companies. And I think that's good to, for all of us to have that perspective and just re be reminded yeah. that uh, these things happen all the time and that it actually is pretty normal. And, and they're learning lessons that we all, none of us learn a lesson from someone raising yeah. a million dollars. This is actually something like we learn from, right? We're, we're talking for 15, 20 minutes mm -hmm. about it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it can't be easy to have it be written about yourself, but, um, and yeah, they're probably learning a ton of lessons too, but, um, it is, it is good that we as this uh, community and uh, an industry can look at these and say, Hmm, okay, that happened. How would I handle that differently? You know, what decisions I can make today? Cause your decisions you make today are, are actually influencing Certainly. these types Certainly. of things that happen. Excellent. Well, that concludes the, the so. show here this week. Nick, what do you got going on this weekend? I was hanging, hanging out in, in uh, Boston and uh, I, I might do a, might do a little awesome. bit of a, some uh, I mean, history. That's a great and more city for that, scene. right? Like that's what I'm looking at. A ton, yeah. ton of American history is, is centered around oh, that. Yeah. So that would be really cool. That's worth doing. Yeah. Awesome. I'm heading to Portland this yeah, weekend. Yeah. I got a friend's yeah, 30th so, we'll birthday see. that I'm going to celebrate tomorrow, uh, which should be a crazy trip. Yeah, I'm driving there tonight after the workday. I'll be there Saturday. But then the Sounders play Atlanta here on Sunday at 1 o'clock. So I've got to leave Portland early so I can make it back for the game. Uh, but it should be should be a good weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thanks, as nice. always, Nick, for joining me here on the show. This is the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick. And we will see you next week.